you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, I uh, I got my my pro day knocked out of the way. I ran a uh, four three and jumped out of the building, and uh, I was uh, not bad. Not bad. Was I, that an official time or is that the the hand time? It's the hand time, but that's what I think we're all going to go with. And, and I tested as a hundredth percentile for uh, podcast uh, hosts, so uh, I, I'm I'm definitely in the elite Perfect. tier. So not surprising at all. No. Uh, speaking of the hundredth percentile, Landon, uh, we should talk about a linebacker that had a pro day today. Jamin Davis from Kentucky uh, absolutely destroyed his pro day. I saw numbers of four three seven and four four one at six foot two hundred and thirty four pounds. He had a forty two inch vertical, uh, a broad jump that was over eleven feet. I mean, just absolutely destroyed the comb or the, the pro day and the. The reason I'm bringing him up, Landon, is actually for two reasons. Number one, there was a report out today from, I believe it was Rick Scaratella from the NFL Draft Bible, uh, that Jamin Davis is a possible pick for the Cowboys at number 10, like a sneaky under-the-radar pick. And the only reason that I'm not completely discounting that, Landon, is actually because of another ranking that I saw earlier in the week. ESPN's Mel Kuyper put Jamin Davis as the 14th best player on his big board. Now, if you know anything about Mel Kuyper in the last couple of years, <laughs> his rankings don't necessarily reflect the way that he views players, but more the way the NFL views players. So if you put those two you know, reports together on top of this pro day, what would you think about a Jamin Davis pick for the Cowboys at number 10? Is that realistic at all? You know, it's funny because uh... – I've watched I've watched him I mean I haven't like extensively noted him to death but I've watched a couple games of him at least um and and you know when watching uh who's the Joseph I think was the the cornerback Calvin Joseph yeah I mean there were times when my eyes wandered you know to him sure Uh, I'm a fan and and I thought that I I I thought that I was a a a bigger fan than most because for you know, when I've been doing mock draft simulations, he's the guy that has been my linebacker solution, uh, but usually in the third round, you know, yeah. usually yeah. At, yep. at 75, right? Um, you know, look, uh, he he clearly has an athletic profile that is rare. I mean, that's, that's what this pro day proved. Um, uh, you know, you watch his tape and he's productive and, and he mm-hmm. uh, he – he plays the right way. He has the the requisite instincts to play linebacker. He's playing against really great competition in the SEC. Um, you know, I, I sometimes we get caught up in uh, 
the market race and, and the horse race of, of it all. And so we, we, uh, we kind of enter this enter in the evaluation process, especially people like, like me, I guess, right. Who, who cover a team all throughout the season and then come into the draft process, you know, after the college football season has started, uh, you know, we, unfortunately what ha- ended up happening is that sometimes you go in with, uh, these, these, uh, the the market of what this player is supposed to be kind of already brought into your brain right, through osmosis right. right just by by sure. by by, sure. by by reading what's going on in, in the in the rest of the world so I, I think you you kind of entered in and looked at this player and said man this is a nice little player I, I would like him in the top 100 um, and I think you find out from the NFL how they feel about the player. Uh, and it's 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 a little bit surprising. So I guess that was a long way of saying I like the player a lot. His athletic profile clearly matches that of a top 10 player. Uh, I'm just surprised, I guess, because I don't know that his tape is such that it's like he's, you know, dominating college football and that he's, you know, a, a game changer completely at the position. Um, so I'm a little surprised, I think, if, if it's true. Uh, I, I like the player, but I think top 10, I, I think top 10 for a linebacker is crazy in general just no uh, matter who it is no yeah. matter who it yeah. is but i and i'm a little bit surprised that that davis of I mean, it would be the guy that they'd be considering even though i even though i really like him <laughs> yeah so also in the report was that the cowboys like zaven collins a lot yeah. and to me i know that's true right like that's something that we've been talking about since december yeah uh so to, to see the Cowboys maybe looking at linebacker is not all that surprising. Now, what would be surprising, Landon, is if the Cowboys actually made that pick because, to me, that means the first nine picks ahead of you, a lot went wrong, right? That means that Kyle Pitts and Sewell and probably yeah. Rashawn Slater on top of Patrick Sertan <laughs> all are off the board. I feel like Jamin Davis and Zayvon Collins are... Let's say like you're Kenneth Murray from last year. Right? I was just like, going to say, the, yeah. Like, this is your floor, right? Like, this is, if everything goes wrong, these are guys that we can consider if we don't trade out. I just think when you're drafting at 10 and there's probably going to be four quarterbacks off the board, if not five. If not five, yeah. It seems a little unlikely that you're going to get wiped out. Yeah, I agree. And especially to the point where you're going to need to take an, uh, an off-ball linebacker at 10. Uh, you know, I, I I think I think it's important to have disaster scenarios set up, right? What happens if we can't trade out and uh, nobody decides to pick a quarterback and they or, all... Or let's say somebody gets hurt before the draft. Like, sure. heaven forbid Patrick Sertan tears his ACL two days before the draft. You can't just throw your hands up and say, like, well, oh, well, we tried. I mean, you're going to have to have other scenarios ready. And also... We talked about this on a couple different shows. What if one of these linebackers, Jamin Davis or Zayvon Collins, falls to the mid-20s or the early 30s, right? And that could very well be the situation where the Cowboys have top 15 grades on these guys, and if they're available later in the first round, it's time to jump and pounce on it, right? Yeah, and again, having a high grade on a guy means that you can pick him at 10. That doesn't mean that you will pick him at 10. You know, I, I think exactly. it, it's about how the draft actually plays out. I would prefer that this be a, a route in the draft that they keep on a shelf somewhere and hopefully don't have to dust off. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out betonline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code locked on so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's betonline.ag promo code locked on. Yes. Uh, let's continue to talk about some of these linebackers, Landon. Uh, it was a, a busy, busy Wednesday pro day. We saw a Jeremiah Wusu Koromora at Notre Dame's pro day. He actually didn't run or do many of the workouts today, and I, thought, I have a, a little I, bit of a theory there. I thought we were talking about linebackers today. Uh. <laughs> well, can, can I tell you my theory here on that one? Please. Uh, he weighed, he came in today at six foot one, two hundred and twenty-two pounds, okay. and didn't run the forty. What does that tell you? That tells me that he uh, he doesn't want to play defensive back. I think I, I don't know. No, I t- it tells me that he probably put on like twenty pounds before the pro day. Yeah, and didn't really means... want to show that now he's not a four four guy. Right? Certainly that probably. Yeah. I would yeah. S- uh, the, the other linebacker that didn't work out was Jabril Cox from LSU, who was dealing with a hamstring injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago. Doctors told him just to wait, and we'll do another pro day in a couple weeks. I'm not sure if this is going to impact his draft status, but I did think it was interesting, a graphic that Adam Schefter tweeted out. Lana, why don't you go and explain the the graphic that was sent out this morning? Yeah, it was a really cool little thing, and we've kind of discussed this before, how it's the technology that's coming out now is going to make a lot of the things like the 40 uh, obsolete. The graphic that they put out, LSU released, uh, it was based on um, his uh, his GPS numbers on, on his GPS tracker. And, it, and it's an incredible little bit of information. It has his peak game speed, uh, which he was at, at 21 miles an hour, his average mm-hmm. game speed at 13. Uh, it actually measured the this amount of speed decrease from first to fourth quarter. Which is uh, fascinating. That's incredible. Uh, peak acceleration. Uh, you know, uh, the in, in, average distance covered. You know, it's just that's so much more and so much more useful information than a forty-yard dash. Especially when you consider the fact that the forty-yard dash is like this event that they, uh, you know, they train for specifically, and it, and it isn't a one-to-one translation for what you're doing on a football field. This is literally right. Right. this is literally tracking what he's doing on the football field that's in like pads. Yep. You know, so uh, you know, I, I've heard other for years. I mean, we've been talking about the forty, and man, maybe we should make these guys wear pads because it's a closer. <laughs> right, right. This is so much even better than that. You know, and 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 like. It gives you an indication of how fast they're playing not just how fast they're they can run like how fast they're actually playing and the difference between where things are in the first and the fourth quarter i mean that now you're actually measuring endurance as well uh yeah i i saw that 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 graphic and i i quote tweeted i said goodbye 40 because if the, the <laughs> yeah. more teams that are taking this information on and you know look this is not it's it's probably cost prohibitive for you know across the board for all colleges, but I guarantee you more and more colleges are going to start moving to this uh, uh, format. And as they do, I would not be surprised if we start to see more and more college athletes at LSU, at Ohio State, uh, 
not do the 40 anymore because especially if their times on the gps are good because why would they it would why, would shop they him. why would they spend all that extra time in the offseason to train for this thing that they don't necessarily have to do they can just point to the gps uh i think it, this is the future to me and and and, I, and hopefully it comes sooner than later because i think it's a lot more accurate way of measuring how fast players I w- are i would agree i think as we kind of advance over the next five years i wouldn't be surprised if that replaces everything at the combine actually and i wouldn't even be surprised if we don't even have combine drills anymore right the way the the pro days have gone the last year right i think we there's really no incentive to run at the combine anymore right you go to your pro day where you're comfortable the numbers get cooked a little bit you get a whole day of buzz just to yourself i i would be surprised if we go uh, if we go back to the traditional combine, um, I wanted to continue to talk about linebackers a little bit because we had a, a really interesting uh, pro day uh, on Tuesday at Ohio State. Now, yes, we talked about Ohio State's pro days before running downhill 39 yards. Uh, we don't have to get into that. I want to talk about the athleticism from two linebackers and maybe your thoughts on each player. Uh, Baron Browning. We knew he was athletic. Yeah. This is a six foot three, two hundred and forty pound linebacker. According to the relative athletic score, he tested in the ninety nine point eight percentile. And then there's Pete Warner, who I think a lot of people thought was a good, not great athlete, tested in the ninety five percentile. He ran a very good forty time yesterday, a four five eight. The shuttle drills were all uh, spectacular. 40-inch vertical, a 10-foot broad jump. Uh, what do you think about these two Ohio State linebackers and where they could potentially land in the draft? Well, I wasn't terribly surprised with Warner. I mean, simply because, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know that his tape shows that that athleticism immediately, but I know right. that 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 there's been talk in NFL circles about potentially making him a safety. So you know, if 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 that's the case, you, you have to have some sort of decent athleticism and speed as compared correct, to other linebackers correct. in order to be considered for that. I also know that he is absolutely adored by his coaches uh, and that it, yes. he's being sold hard by all the Ohio State linebacker co- defensive coaches uh, as just being kind of a jack of all trades. He's able to do a little bit of everything well. Uh, and I think he's going to be a guy that will get drafted higher than um, a lot of the draft Knicks have him ranked, right? Because uh, he's going to get pitched really, really hard by his, his defensive coach, his college defensive staff to NFL uh, decision makers. Uh, Browning is, is uh, a, obviously a, a kind of total freak of nature athlete, athletically as a linebacker. Um, you know, they, they kind of moved him around to do a little bit of everything. He was, he was sort of the catalyst in a lot of ways for that Ohio state defense. He was. Um, yeah. And, and I think that his, I think he. I think he's a guy who actually may end up being a better pro than than he was in college because I, I mean, he has the requisite athleticism that obviously. But beyond that, I think that you know you're going to get him into a system in the pros and hopefully stick him into one spot or, or, or two spots and let him focus on that. And I think that's really going to help his game uh, to kind of just let him focus on one spot. And I think he's going to be a really good pro. And I wouldn't at all be surprised to see him be considered at 44. Uh, you know, I, I, that seems I, a little high to me. I, just I, a little I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying, just uh, you know, <laughs> if we're considering, if we're considering, you know, Jamin Davis in, in the top ten and and, and Zayvon Collins tenth overall, uh, Barrett Browning at, at at 44 isn't 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 too rich. 
Listen, I, I think the way that you need to view linebackers right now is just wait till day two, man. Like, <laughs> grab your corner in the first just... round because because if if Davis Collins and, let's say, Michael Parsons and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa are all going in the top, what, 35 picks? Look at all of these other guys that are going to have That's to true. find landing spots on day two between Baron Browning, Jabril Cox, Pete Warner, Nick Bolton. I mean, there's uh, there's three or four other guys that I could list that are worthy of top 100 selections. Just just wait, man. Please, Cowboys, just wait. I'm begging you. Please. Uh, I, it's, it's a very deep linebacker class, and I think – if I had to assume and have a guess, I think that's where the Cowboys are going to go. Uh, one more Ohio State testing thing mm-hmm. I have to mention now. The Cowboys said uh, Mike McCarthy was at the Ohio State uh, Pro Day, Dan Quinn, and maybe they were checking out the defensive or the linebackers, but I've got to guess, Landon, they were checking out a certain defensive tackle, uh, Tommy Tagai from Ohio State. Uh, probably not a lot of people know about him. He's six foot one, two hundred and ninety six pounds, but tested as an absolutely elite athlete. He ran a four nine seven, uh, which is flying for a defensive tackle. More importantly, though, the shuttles four four nine uh, <laughs> short shuttle and a seven two three cone. That is almost a full uh, tenth of a second faster than what Demarcus Lawrence ran coming out of Boise State. So I don't want to spoil our evaluation for Tommy Tagai because we're going to talk about him in a couple days. Uh, but can you give the listeners just a quick, quick, you know, brief overview of uh, what he is? Yeah, I mean, outside of maybe Aleem McNeil, uh, he's probably the uh, the nose tackle who gives you the most as a pass rusher. Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's a guy who's he's a nose tackle. I mean, I think that's where you'd want to play him in, in the one technique. I don't know that he's a three really. I mean, he I think he probably could, I guess, uh, on early downs, but I don't know that he's quite the pass rusher that you're looking for for a full time three technique, but. For one technique, he's one of the few guys who can push the pocket, who can actually get pressure on the quarterback because of that, you know, athleticism that you mentioned. He can beat guards and centers. Um, you know, again, we'll, we'll have a deeper dive over him this weekend, and I'm, I'll watch even more tape, and I'm excited. But <laughs> I know that uh, he is loved by uh, some of these organizations like SIS that that, that rank him really highly in, in pressure rates versus other nose tackles and uh, total points um, that they that they have a proprietary grading on. Um, and I, you know, the tape I've watched of him. Um, you know, he's he's just a guy who's in the middle of that defensive line doing a lot of dirty work for for uh, for that group. And, and obviously, uh, if you're at uh, at Ohio State, you've worked with Larry Johnson, who's one of the best defensive yep. line coaches in all of football. So, uh, I, I yeah, I'm excited to watch a little bit more of him. Uh, I'm excited just to see that there is a guy uh, in this draft outside of maybe McNeil, like we mentioned, who can give you good solid snaps in the middle of the defensive line uh be a, a very good run defender as a nose tackle who could also not necessarily yep. be a yep. liability if they decide to throw the ball in first down yeah I, I we've said this for a while i think he's somebody the cowboys are looking at in the third round not a full-time starter somebody that you want on the field for 70 snaps but could you find 30 snaps for this guy i i think so one of the first things that i noticed when i was watching his tape is the effort, right? Yeah. You'll see him chasing down guys down, you know, 15 yards down the field, really stout at the point of attack. Uh, but we'll get into his scouting report uh, in the next couple of days. 
We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. I think we have to talk a little bit about the the big show from Wednesday, right? Kyle Pitts. Uh, I mean, every show ends up turning into a Kyle Pitts yeah. show, and that's okay. Uh, as expected, he put on a show at his pro day, six foot five, two hundred and forty five pounds, thirty three inch vertical, which is easily the most disappointing number of the day. Uh, a ten nine broad jump, a four four forty uh, yard dash. Uh, just absolutely insane. Tested in the 99 percentile. I think as we get closer to the draft landing, it feels more and more unlikely that he will be available at number 10. Oh, yeah. Do you agree? Oh yeah, he's not going to be there at 10. I, I don't. I mean, I. I never Why should thought, he? I never thought he was going to be there at 10. I, I, he's he's. You take the quarterbacks out of this, and he's the best player in the draft. Like yeah, I mean, do, and, and, do, and frankly, most of the quarterbacks aren't better than him. Uh, right. I, that's the thing is I think he's the second best player in this draft behind yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And will he be drafted at four? You know, the first landing spot that's not a quarterback? Probably not. Probably. But I don't see him going very much further uh, than that. Right. I mean, I don't know that four is going to be the first landing spot of a non-quarterback. So it might not be. <laughs> that's right? the problem. The first one yeah. might be at five. Right. Yeah, or maybe at six. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, if if. Uh, I think you you look at Cincinnati's probably not going to move out of five, but they probably aren't going to. They may not take him either. They may they may take uh, Jamar Sewell, Chase. They may take Chase, and both of yeah. those picks probably make more sense for their team simply because Chase mm-hmm. is a uh, you know Chase's familiarity with Burrow and, and Sewell's yeah. obviously. A, a he also tested really as a ninety. He also tested as a ninety nine percentile athlete today too. So he's not that bad. Yeah, I know. It's not. He's a, he's a he's a consolation prize by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. You know, the funny thing about Pitts is that people have actually for months now have compared him to, to Calvin Johnson and, and, and Megatron. And, and there's lots of people out there have laughed it off and said, "Look how Mega, Megatron's a freak of nature. Look how he tested." Da, 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 da. I mean, Pitts basically did the did yeah, the Calvin he did. Johnson. T- I mean, he basically matched them. Uh, he's a little bit heavier, uh, maybe a little bit uh, just a tick slower, but that's because he's sure. heavier. Yeah. Uh, bigger white wingspan. He's a bigger dude. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's a rare athlete. He's a rare kid. I think we've seen rare athletes before. We've seen uh, kids with rare, rare skill before. Uh, he's a combination of uh, athleticism and skill at the tight end position that, I mean, I haven't seen him since, I don't know that I've ever seen before. Just, I want to put this in perspective a little bit for the Cowboy fans. He's 47 pounds heavier than CD lamb. And he ran a 10th of the second faster in the 40. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, he has an 83 inch wingspan, which I believe is one inch shorter than Tyron Smith. It's mm-hmm. in the 99th percentile for tight end. So when you get a guy that has an elite wingspan, elite size, an elite 40, is explosive, and was productive in the SEC, 
It's awfully hard to, to envision he's, him falling out of the top five or six picks. He's the NCAA creative player, you know. Yeah. He's a, yeah. a, a tight end, essentially. Exactly. I, I don't envision him falling, but I, I mean, I'm going to keep asking you this every time. If he's at 10, is he the pick no matter who else is on the board? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, I, unless it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's yeah. you just don't pass up on generational players. I don't care if you feel like you're okay at that position and you have bigger needs. It's a generational player. Jer- it's, Jerry's it's, learned his lesson there before. You know, Jerry remembers Randy Moss exactly uh, what he, and what he did to the Cowboys. I mean, I know maybe wide receiver was a bigger need last year, and that's why you could justify the CD Lamb pick. But it's the same reasoning, right? Same thing. He's by far the best player available. You take him and you move on and you're set up for success. So uh, I think Kyle Pitts is pretty likely to be gone. Uh, but if he's there at number 10 and the Cowboys don't take him, ooh, Lynn, and we're going to have a fun show on that Thursday night. I'll tell you what. Oh, I don't know about fun, but there will be a show. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, imagine if they take like Zayvon Collins over Kyle Pitts. That would be, that would be something. Just... Not going to happen. You don't need to worry about it. But uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time.